Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty. I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast, subscribing to it, and telling your friends about it. You know, let's get this word out there, and I think things spread the best through word of mouth. So I'd love for more people to join us on this journey as we're growing in our leadership skills. One area all my life that I have struggled with and also learned to overcome in, and that is insecurity as a leader. I feel like every week I'm learning more opportunities to overcome insecurity and to see myself as the leader God sees me as and and to see other people through that same lens and to think thoughts of confidence, thoughts of security, to not be afraid or intimidated of others or even just feeling unworthy or inadequate as a leader. And maybe you feel those same thoughts or you've been tempted to think those thoughts. For me, it it began at a young age. Um, I'm the youngest of four siblings. All my older siblings are so qualified, so great at what they do and have great personalities. And I think growing up, I was comparing myself to them all the time. I was comparing myself to my dad. And uh, when people started seeing me begin to preach, because I started getting asked to preach more, whether it was in our youth services or our young adult services or in our kids' services or even in our main adult service, they would always compare me to my dad. Yeah, he's not like him. He doesn't do it like this. He's not like Billy Joe. And my dad's name was Billy Joe, in case you didn't know. And it, it really messed with me. Like, I just felt unworthy. I felt unqualified. I felt insecure constantly feeling like I don't measure up to my dad. I can't wear his shoes. And I was trying to, which was making things even worse and making people hate me even more. And so that developed. And and yet at the same time, God was still using me. And I love that in the Bible, God still used people despite their insecurities. I mean, look at Moses. He had so many insecurities feeling like he, he was not the leader that God wanted, um, and yet God still used him. Same with Gideon, uh, same with David, same with so many leaders that we see in the Bible that God used. But I will say this. I believe that the way to win the, against those insecurities, the way to overcome, really is in our mind, that the battle is between our ears. If we can win in our mind, we can win in our life. If we can start really detoxing our minds of all these negative thoughts, uh, some that people have said to us, but some that we just have assumed about ourselves, feeling like I'm too young, I'm not experienced enough, I'm not educated enough, I didn't come from the right background, I don't have what it takes, all of those negative, self-defeating thoughts, they affect our leadership. They hold us back from being the leader that God's, God's called us to be. So we've got to learn how to think like a great leader. We've got to learn how to think thoughts of faith, confident thoughts, and we've got to learn how to overcome those fears and insecurities. I remember when I came on staff, my dad was still alive. It was in 2008. Little did I know that he had one year left to live. Little did he know that, um, that he was going to be diagnosed with lymphoma cancer, and it would be an aggressive form of cancer. And man, that was a really rough season for our whole family and church. But when he hired me on, all was well. He hired me to come as an assistant, a young adult pastor. And I remember, you know, working, and, and, and I had worked my whole life for the church for free because that's what you do when you're a pastor's kid. You basically, you know, are there when the doors open until the doors close, and you, you basically don't get paid to, to help and work and set up and serve. And that was fine. But now I had graduated college. I was ready for a job. I, had, I loved the church, and... My dad saw the value of me working on staff. And so 
I began working. I began serving in the college ministry. And when I came on staff, he said, Paul, you get one key. I said, Dad, you give the janitors more keys than me. You give the security guards more keys than me. Please, I'm your own flesh and blood. Give me more than just one key. I need access. And he said, no, Paul, you only need one key. And I remember feeling frustrated about that because I would be locked outside of doors. I would need to get into our main auditorium for various reasons and things. And I always had to call a janitor or call a security guard to come unlock the door. And it once again played on that insecure feeling and thought of, I don't have what I need. I'm lacking what it takes to be the leader that I, I desire to be one day. And so that lack of keys honestly was a mental feeling and a metaphor for how I felt on the inside too. Always feeling like somebody else has what it takes to do this, but I don't. When my dad passed away and I began to serve more in the church and lead more meetings, I was not given more keys. And I was not placed as the pastor yet. The board felt like I needed some more time to grow. And I remember just really frustrated with about the key situation. I was like, please, I need more keys. And uh, always, you know, envious of those janitors with those massive rings of keys with like 80 keys. And because uh, we have more, more than just one building as a ministry, we have a K-4 through 12th grade school. We have a Bible college, a camp and a dream center. And so I needed access and I was constantly locked out of doors. Well, this one night, I had been going to the worship center a couple times a week. Um, really, for the first year after my dad passed, I found a lot of comfort going inside our main worship center where all the seats were empty and it was dark. I'd go in there late at night at like 9.30 p.m., sit down on the piano and just really vent and, and sing slash scream uh, at God and just try to get my thoughts out, missing my dad, missing my hero, my pastor, trying to really figure out what the future held for us as a ministry, trying to figure out if I really was qualified or called to be a pastor or to help serve our ministry. This one night, I was locked outside the worship center, and I was trying to get in late at night. I called the security guard. He said, Paul, I'm making my rounds across all the buildings, locking all the doors. It's going to take me a full hour before I can get to you. And I said, that's fine. I'll just sit and wait. So I'm sitting outside of the door, it's cold outside. I start thinking, you know what? I just need to break into the church. So here I am, you know, one of the preaching pastors, the son of the founder, and I'm breaking into our church building. I'm trying to shimmy my credit card between the crack crevice of the door, and then I'm trying to pry my car keys to open the door, and I'm about to break through the glass of the door. And finally, I had this thought, what if I use that one key my dad gave me about a year and a half ago, and uh, what if I what if I just try to stick it in the keyhole and then stick my credit card up against the side of it. Maybe I can unlock it. Maybe I can pick the lock. And when I stuck that one key in, to my surprise, all of a sudden, it, it, it unlocked the door. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? What in the world? And I was thinking, did God just morph this key and change it in this one moment, like a miraculous divine moment? And then I thought, well, I'm going to go try it on a few other doors. So I, I take that one key I had since I was the college pastor, and I start sticking it in the choir room, then the drum closet, then the, the sound AV room, and the main auditorium, and it's unlocking all these doors. And finally, it dawns on me, I have the master key. 
I stinking have the master. I've had the master key this whole time. And I, I look up to heaven as if my dad is watching this, you know, this thing play out that he's just laughing like he finally gets it. And I'm like, Dad, are you serious? You know, I'm you know talking to this guy. If anybody saw me, they'd think I'm a lunatic. But I'm, I'm looking up, you know, going, this whole time I had the master key. And I'm crying. And all of a sudden it dawns on me that, Metaphorically, this is the same thing that I needed to realize in my heart and my mind that I have the master key, that I am born to lead this ministry, and I have what it takes because I have Jesus, and I have the Holy Spirit, and I have the Word of God. That's the master key to unlock every door, to unlock the door of, of leadership, to unlock that door of leading people well and, and preaching and and all the confidence and the boldness that it takes. I've got the master key. And I start crying, and I'm just sitting in the main auditorium. It's empty, you know, and, there, and there's almost 5,000 seats out there. It's like 4,800 chairs out there. And I'd been really overwhelmed at how big our auditorium was. My dad had built it right before he passed because really our whole church life that my dad was leading it, we were renting out a, a, another big building, but it was not ours. We would rent it every Sunday. So here we had built this big auditorium, our, our, our new church campus. My dad's gone. I was looking at this massive, empty auditorium, and it dawned on me, I have the master key to lead this church into its best days yet. I have the master key. God has called me to do this, and I can't do it in my own strength, my own talent, my own charisma. I can't do it from my own education, but by the power of God, the help of the Holy Spirit, and the team that God's bringing around, we can lead this church forward. And all of a sudden, my thoughts started to change. My mindset started to shift from insecurity to confidence, from intimidation to this boldness, from a sense of shame and defeat and failure to a sense of victory, uh, that I'm more than a conqueror, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that I'm born to lead victory forward. And when that changed in my mind, something changed in my leadership. I truly believe that the way we lead is dictated by the way that we think. If we can change our minds, we can change the way we lead. But it starts between the ears. You've got to start winning that battle in the mind. You've got to start defeating those thoughts of fear, those thoughts of shame. Maybe you're someone, you, you feel like you've made too many mistakes for God to use you, for God to really... Uh, work in you and through you as a leader, you've got to overcome that shame, that condemnation, and start recognizing, no, I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I am, I am not who I used to be, and who I am today is not who I'm always going to be. I'm getting better. I'm becoming stronger as a leader. I'm growing in my walk with God, and I am going to lead forward. So whoever I'm speaking to right now, if you're a business leader, if you're a single guy, single girl, you're a pastor, a youth pastor, kids pastor, I want you to start seeing yourself and thinking of yourself the way God thinks of you. God thinks of you a lot higher than maybe you think of yourself. God believes in you. He's for you. He's not against you, and he's called you to grow whatever you have. He's given you the gifts, the talents, the strengths that you need to multiply what's in your hand. And if you can start thinking more like that, thinking with those thoughts of confidence, with those thoughts of faith, and not thinking those thoughts of intimidation, of fear, of insecurity, I'm telling you, you're going to start leading in, in, into your best days yet as a leader. But you've got to get it inside your mindset. 
hey, I want to talk more about this in some of our future podcasts, but I'm going to leave it today with you to just really ponder what you've heard and start thinking about what do you need to realize that you already have? What master key is already in your hands that you don't even realize? It's there already, but you've got to start seeing it, and it can change the way you lead. It can change the way you think, and it can change your world. I love you. I'm praying for you. Thanks for listening to the Learning to Lead podcast. Keep telling your friends about it. Uh, keep telling them to subscribe to it, and I look forward to our next episode together. Never forget, with Jesus, your best days are right in front of you. God bless.